This is the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by Everbank. I'm J.P. Shadrick with the best of the week from Jags Radio, Jaguars.com, and Jaguars YouTube. The Jaguars host the Texans in Week 3, but first, a look back to last week's loss to the Chiefs with Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli on Jaguars Happy Hour Radio Monday and a focus on the offensive line. We got beat up, and it's one thing to have a bad game as an offensive line. I've been there. Been on offensive lines and given up seven sacks. Been on, you know, days where it doesn't go your way. But when you get beat up physically, that's different. And I think we've been dominated physically the last two weeks if you just turn on the tape. And there's no big apo- bigger apologist for this group. I love these guys, and I think they're talented. I don't think they're a soft group. I don't think they're – I think they're a good group. I took, I took issue when they were ranked, what, 31st in the NFL by the so-called experts. I thought that was garbage. I thought this was a top-10 group. I've yet to see it, and I hate to say it, but the people who ranked them 31st, they're right now gloating and, and saying, I told you so. And, I, and me, I'm still – I'm fighting for these guys. I believe that they're good, and they will be a good unit. But me believing it and them doing it is two different things. Because back-to-back weeks, it was – that's the main issue. It is by far and away the it's by far and away the main issue. And, and, and you know it's funny before the season if you would have said Walker Little would be the most consistent after two weeks, most people would have said no way, no way. He didn't give up a pressure the, yesterday, none. Yeah, every other guy on that line, you know how many they gave up? Three each, three each. It was bad. They're bad uh, up I front. Think, I, I think the rookie gave up more than three feet. I think well, every he's credited with three. Oh, but but again. They're, they're not good. Okay, the rookie's going to have struggles. We can criticize a little bit for not giving them help in some of those situations. We can also do that. Um, but Ben Barch has been terrible. The center, we thought he was going to get stronger and more physical. Hadn't happened. And the guy making all the money, the, the high-priced right guard, he was awful on Sunday with a capital well, A. I think they could have given Harrison more help. Pete, I would agree with that, especially once it was clear the Chiefs' game plan was to line up the, their best player on him all day, or the most of the day. It wasn't all day. Most of the day, he took turns with Sheriff as well. Um, and, they, and they did late. But here's my problem, and I know because Phil Roush was a heck of a coach. He's a really good offensive line coach. And I, I just can't believe that he didn't help and was not talking about this. They slid to Harrison a couple times and he's still underset. It's like you know you have slide to your side. Overset the big man. Make him go inside if he's gonna go in. You can't get beat on your upfield shoulder when you have inside help. And Pete, it wasn't once, it wasn't twice, it was constant. And and the, the lack, and, and I, and I he give him. He lazy at times too. Let's let's call that yeah, out. He did not have the same tenacity that I saw in camp in the preseason. It's almost and like Jones got him a couple times, and he I, he put his head down and 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 moped. Pete, I, Pete, that was I watched the tape this morning, and as I was sitting there, and I'm like, and you never know. Only he knows this. I'm like, but watching it felt like it got in his head, and he, he just couldn't recover. And he just started doing silly stuff. His footwork was bad. He wasn't finishing. He wasn't competing. He wasn't fighting. And I saw that in him all camp and all preseason. And I think that's who he is. And, and I get it. Listen, I, it's a hard position. And when it goes sideways on you, 
and it's you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to block this guy. And you got to dig deep and just go back to your technique and trust your technique. Jaguars Happy Hour Radio Monday airs 4 to 6 p.m. on 1010XLAM, Jaguars.com, and Jaguars YouTube. Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence had his Wednesday press conference as usual and said the confidence is still high in the group up front and the offense as a whole. I know those guys are going to – we had some great meetings this morning like we always do on Wednesdays and um, some of our protection stuff, and those guys are going to be just fine. Not worried about it. You know, it's all of us. It's 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 all of us playing together and, and communicating, and, you know, I don't think any – any player on offense played anywhere close to their best game on Sunday. So it's not just those guys. Um, we all got to be better, and we will be. And I think w- we have the group that recognizes that. There's nobody that, that thinks that they played great on Sunday and, and thinks that they're above any anyone else. So we understand where we're at, and um, I got a lot of confidence in those guys. And we'll put together a great plan and be prepared, and it starts today, and they're going to fly around. We'll have a great practice. In the locker room, wide receiver Calvin Ridley said this group can practice better this week. You hate to say it, but you know that was the, that what it was last week. Um, I don't know what was going on, but uh, this week we definitely went out there and it was it was a very efficient practice, and everyone you know got got the loss on our mind and ready to you know get it back get it, get it back going. Is there anything that you guys can do on third downs to be a little bit more efficient? Yeah, just make the plays, make the blocks, make the catch. Uh, just do what we do. Honestly, we got we got what we need. We just need to execute better. Wide receiver Christian Kirk had his eighth career 100-yard game last week, and he knows this offense has the playmakers to get the job done. You know, I think we've been together long enough right now, and we've been in so many different games that have been close like that, um, you know, to where we make the unbelievable play. Somebody makes the unbelievable play, and we know the type of talent that we have. And so uh, I think at times, you know, guys start to go searching for that play, and, you know, you think that it's just going to happen out of nowhere when really, you know, you just need to take it play by play, um, take what the defense has given you and just make the plays when they come to you. So I think that's where the pressing comes. I think it comes from a positive standpoint, not so much a negative. Um, you know, we just know how good we are, and we think that, you know, one play is going to just flip the game for us. But against teams like that, you know, that's not going to happen. On the defensive side, outside linebacker Josh Allen this week discussing how big this week is for the team to get back on track against the Texans. A win's a win, in my eyes. Like, the way I see it, uh, a win's a win. Uh, you know, if it was the offense that won us a game, I'm, I'm celebrating. If it's the defense that won us a game, I'm celebrating. Special teams, I'm, I'm celebrating. So, no matter the way it looks, get the job done. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be huge. This is a divisional game. Uh, it's probably the most important game, as Doug said, because it's the next one. And to be 2-0 in our conference, well, in our division, it's huge. You know, we're, we're trying to win that South so we can get first by. And uh, they're on our way. And then the next opponent up. So it's uh, we're ready. As you know, the offense, whatever, we're not, we know the offense is going to handle what they need to handle. And once, once that time comes, we're going to be rolling. And, uh, you know, that's what we're really, really excited about. Defensively, we have to keep, up, keep it up and uh, keep putting ourselves in positions to get the ball back to the offense. Safety Andre Sisco had an interception last week and nearly another one. And in the locker room this week, described both. How, how long did that ball stay in the air? It seemed like it was up there forever. What was yeah. your perspective? Yeah, um, it, it's, it's funny. Yeah, it, it stays in the air so long, especially because – you see the reps over and over, um, you know, watching it on film. So when it comes to life, you're like, oh, I have to make this, I have to make this, you know. 
just what you work on and then uh, for it to, you know, make a play and, and potentially change the game is always good, yeah. And then you had another one that probably could have gone to the house, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's going to be the one that probably sticks with you for a while, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I think one of the biggest things for me is coming into games, being ready to make the play right away. You know, it's such an early uh, opportunity and sometimes you think you got to get warmed up or teams, but you, you can get an opportunity, you know, first, second, third play to change the game, so I got to be ready. The press conferences and locker room sound available at Jaguars.com. On Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks Wednesday, Bucky, John Osier, and I talked through the quarterback for the Texans, the first-round pick rookie, C.J. Stroud. Let's start with the number two overall pick, C.J. Stroud. Out of the Ohio State University, a two-time Heisman finalist. That is all in the rear view, Buck. He's two games into his career. What have you seen on tape from the rookie? A uh, good player, man. Good young player who is gaining confidence each and every week. Coming off his best performance, obviously, week two. Uh, just a really solid player. When you watch him at Ohio State, he could throw with touch timing and anticipation. Probably of all the quarterbacks in that class last year, the most natural thrower. Meaning the game is easy for him when it comes to dropping back, making throws, and doing that stuff. And as he continues to settle in and gets confidence and develops that synergy and connection with the receivers on the perimeter in Houston, he's going to be a problem. Uh, we better take advantage of the Houston Texans now because this is a team that is on the come. And part of the reason that there is a lot of optimism around what the Texans will be is their young quarterback has a lot of talent and a lot of promise. Yeah, they evidently think they found their guy and. Uh early results would suggest that the thing that the Jaguars ought to take advantage of this week, you are uh, a good defensive front, the Jaguars, uh, that has been getting consistent pressure, uh, has been playing stout, and you're playing a really beat-up offensive line. And Stroud hasn't thrown an interception, but you can certainly pressure a struggling offensive line into making sure his completions are shorter, maybe get one, maybe force a fumble, a sack. He's been hit a lot. Uh, at some point, the percentages are when you're getting hit that much, you're going to make a mistake and throw the other team the ball. So to me, this is where the Jaguars' defense, playing well so far, uh, should have a chance to turn in one of those performances where you feel like, man, they hit that guy today. Huddle up with Bucky Brooks Wednesdays at 4 o'clock on Jaguars.com and Jaguars YouTube. If you're a Jags fan always on the move, we've got the perfect plan for you. With our bundle at the bank, you can purchase tickets to three or more games starting at just 58 bucks per game. Get the flexibility you want for your time this fall. Visit jaguars.com tickets or call 904-633-2000. In a moment, Doug Peterson looking for better situational offense. Texans insider D.P. Sidhu and Chris Myers of the NFL on Fox. All that after this. Jaguars fans, Everbank is building its future on the partnership and the performance you know and trust. Take advantage of high-yield savings solutions with Money Market, online savings, CDs, and more. Visit everbank.com slash jaguars today for your financial advantage. Everbank, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars broadcast week interview podcast presented by Everbank. And single-game tickets are on sale now. Pick your favorite matchups and get down to Everbank Stadium to see the Jags this fall, the AFC South defending champs. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. Let's move now to the matchup this week against the Houston Texans and head coach Doug Peterson's Wednesday press conference. He discussed the situational offense improving. Well, that's how you assess it is week to week. Um, 
we have to improve. You know, we got to look at it from a coaching standpoint, right? We got to look at the scheme. Are, are we doing? Are we doing the right things? Is what the defense, you know, giving us what we anticipated on tape? You know, um, are there some changes there? Because uh, sometimes that happens, and then and then we have to adjust in game sometimes. But I know it's early, but but we're running out of the early excuse a little bit, and um, you know we've got to get it addressed pretty quick. If they can't go this week, how do you replace him on the offense? Yeah, that's you know he's a big one. He's a big part of what we're doing. Obviously, Tim Jones has had you know some playing experience for us, and and can can you know fill fill that role um, quite nicely. And and um, you know Zay's Zay's a physical receiver who does some of the blocking for us as well. Tim's done that before and and, and whatnot. So um, Tim will get get some work if they you know if they can't can't go. He does. He really does. Um, and again, you know, keeping things relatively simple where he can just play fast and free and he doesn't have to think about a lot of things and, and, and using his skill set, you know, um, and, and getting him out of the pocket. I mean, he's he's completing about 64% of his throws right now, which is pretty good for a young player and, and um, you know, two touchdowns, no interceptions. So, um, you know, those are all things that will keep, keep gaining, you know, um, Experience for him as he as he plays each week. Will Anderson, I know he two starts, but has he already become a guy you kind of have to know where he's lined up? Yeah, he's uh, he's another one. You know, obviously they drafted him, you know, for a reason to come in and add uh, add some pass rush, and you know, uh, with with obviously D'Amico's you know, experience with the San Francisco defense, and then you, you got Matt Burke there, who was with me in Philly, and and Jim Schwartz. Uh, kind of that wide nine, you know. There's a there's a there's a similarity there, and that's why they they got a guy like Will. You know, he he can get him in a nine technique, and he can he can rush. And um, you know, it's Green Yard on the other side is doing the same thing. I mean, these, these two guys can get after the passer. You put the film on, and you can't go to sleep on them. And then you got two veteran guys inside that can push the pocket. So um, it's it's a good group up front. Is that something like kind of work quickly it seems like every week there's a guy on the edge who you know he really has to bring his game yeah it's kind of interesting because the the two games monday night are the four teams that we're going to end up playing this season right and and all of them have edge rushers and and now this is this is no different right and yeah you grow up as a young player you grow up fast in this league and it's unfortunate there's no time for really development and growth you just got to go do it and and um it's our job to help him you know um and um, he'll he'll be better. He'll be a lot better this week. He'll be a lot more confident, you know, uh, in his ability, and and uh, should be a good matchup. The full press conference available at Jaguars.com and Jaguars YouTube. Let's go to a few previews of conversations to come on the official Jaguars podcast network, starting with a Texans perspective from Texans Insider and HoustonTexans.com lead writer DP Sidhu. Let's start with the head coach, D'Amico Ryan's. Obviously played there in Houston, a longtime linebacker in the NFL and really cut his teeth in San Francisco as an assistant coach. It's it's tough sledding early in this season. It's going to be a long build here for D'Amico, but what is the the tolerance, the patience around Houston for him and as he puts this organization together? I mean, we'll see. I think that there is more tolerance around D'Amico Ryans just because he's not just some guy that you brought in from the coaching process people have seen what he's able to do as a player he was so well regarded and so well respected I mean defensive rookie of the year and then when all pro in his second season guys like Brian Cushing talked about what D'Amico Ryan's meant to his career as a rookie 
Uh, when J.J. Watt was drafted here in 2011, he said that he found a house across the street from D'Amico Ryan's because he said if D'Amico bought a house in this neighborhood, well, there must be something right. So I'm going to move across the street and live across them. So, you know, that's sort of the effect he's had on the players. And so you just know the fans and the city has seen that through the years. And even throughout the coaching process, every single team that was looking for a head coach had put into to to uh, interview D'Amico Ryan's and he wanted to come to the Texans. So this was a team sort of left for dead the last few years. I mean, you've had three head coaches in three different years. Um, the, you know, all your stars were gone. You've pretty much gone through this rebuild for the last few years. And of all the teams D'Amico Ryan's could have gone and coached for, it was this Texans team that he wanted to come home to. He, he calls Houston home. His wife is from Houston. And I think that Houstonians have really embraced D'Amico Ryan's as one of them. And you don't really get to say that too much in the NFL that you got a head coach that you're excited about because he's from here and we saw him play and we're really invested in him. I think that's what it is. This this city is really invested in D'Amico Ryan. So I think that there is a lot of patience and forgiveness for D'Amico Ryan's because he's coming into such a tough situation. You know, he's got a rookie quarterback. He's got a brand new coaching staff and people can see the flashes of what is good about this team. Obviously, C.J. Stroud just played his heart out in Sunday's game against the Colts. He was actually questionable heading into this game against the Colts. He had a shoulder injury, wasn't sure if he was going to play all week unbeknownst to the rest of us that saw him out at practice. And then Friday magically shows up, which is the thing you don't want to see your starting quarterback on the injury report list. Oh, and your left tackles out and Oh, three of your four offense, four of your offensive linemen um, are out three of which who weren't even here in training camp. So it's, it's really been tough from the jump for D'Amico Ryan's. And even then his offense played really hard. Now the defense played really tough in week one. It was a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde from week one to week two. You didn't really see them perform to that same level in week two. And there's a little bit of frustration there, of course. But I think we've seen flashes from both sides of the ball of what is coming together, what D'Amico is trying to build. So I think right now there is a lot of patience for D'Amico Ryans. I mean, this city uh, is not expecting a championship, Super Bowl championship this year. They just want to see some growth. They want to see some improvement week to week. And I think D'Amico is the kind of guy that can get you there. I think the players respect the heck out of him because he's done it. He's done it at a high level. And it wasn't even that long ago that he was doing it. So, um, you know, I think there it, it's a perfect situation, I think, for Texans fans to have a coach that gets them and they get him as well. So I think that D'Amico Ryan's right now, it's early People are waiting to see with bated breath, and there's still a lot of positivity surrounding him. Also this week, Chris Myers has the play-by-play for the NFL on Fox. And it's nice to speak with you. It's You know, this whole TV change is a little different. We don't see a lot of the Fox crews, especially on an AFC game. There are no rules anymore, Chris. What's up? Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a wide open with double games on Monday night and Thursday on, on, on Amazon, and it's it has. It's affected the inventory the way we used to see it, but the you know, the, the playoffs will still have mostly uh, AFC on CBS, NFC on Fox, and then the Super Bowl. But even that could could shift and change with uh, with certain streaming devices. But, hey, it's a lot of money. Good for the NFL. It opens up more uh, viewing opportunities in different ways, I think, for fans to see games. But, I, you know, I'm originally from Florida, so I, I always enjoy, you know, getting getting back to Florida to, to do a game. But I actually did, you know, did the game last year with the Jags. It was it was a rough one for them when they went to Detroit. We were expecting big things, and then after that, 
Uh, yeah, obviously they didn't play well in that game, but after that they took off and then and then really changed the uh, their their view nationally when they had that that playoff win and that comeback against the Chargers. You know that really was the wake up call down the stretch for this team last season. Uh, I'm, it might be too early for that kind of wake up call, but last week <laughs> might qualify against yeah. the Chiefs when you don't score a touchdown for an offense that's so widely regarded coming in. Uh, they've got to get it together pretty quick. Yeah, that well, it was shocking a little, and it is. It's only a couple of games, so the teams are sorting things out. But I, I, I would say uh, this offense will come around, especially having been around Doug Peterson, and I, I was the field sideline reporter when he was the coach with the Eagles and had that you know amazing run to the to the to the Super Bowl and title. So it was a, was a part of that and around him, and and so I'm not surprised he's doing well uh, with Jacksonville and his quick. His quick imprint here, but I, I I would say the good news is the defense, which which I think everybody has questions or at least did coming into the year, even with all that talent, right? That they're supposed to have, they've been very impressive. When you and I, I think that's the positive in the Chiefs game. Uh, I'm just surprised because I don't think the Chiefs have an outstanding defense that that the Jags couldn't put up more points. I mean, I followed the notes, I heard the comments about a week of practice and and that type of thing, and and, and certain things that, that didn't work out. But uh, I, I would expect the offense to come around. I mean, I, I you know, if the defense could keep playing like they're playing and, and improving because that's still on their uh, on their minds, then, then I think the Jags are going to be okay. And finally, part of my weekly conversation with pride of the Jaguars running back, Fred Taylor. It's too early for a must-win, Fred. It's week three. It would be nice to have this one, though. Well, I, 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 I disagree, JP. Oh, every, every week is a must-win. Like you, you want to win those games. Like, yeah, we said it, it, it is. It's early, but that doesn't mean you know you kind of lay off the gas. It doesn't mean you don't have that sense of urgency. It doesn't mean it's okay. You know, you still every week is a must win. Like you, you put in so much work in the off season. Uh, the coaches are stressed. The front office is stressed. You're building a roster. You got to make these hard decisions. Make cuts. All to just go out there and say, well, we win today. It's okay. No, it doesn't work that way. It's a must win. Now there are must, must, must wins <laughs> later in the season. But I like to think of these games as must wins because you got division involved. You got uh, 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 tiebreakers involved. You got points per game, tiebreakers. You got uh, uh, the playoff. Like it's so much stuff that when you look back, you're like, man, if we had just done this, this week so but no if you have that must win that extreme sense of urgency mentality each and every week starting with practice then you give yourself an opportunity to be successful so for me it's a must win each week and it's not going to always work that way but at least if you have that mindset you shouldn't have any letdowns you know mentally you shouldn't have mental letdowns knowing you you went out there with an extreme approach and you gave it your all Great answer, Fred. Um, will we see you in London next week? Of course, of course. Uh, we'll be pub hopping. You know, we do our thing, you and I, uh, Saturday. That, be there. Uh, I can't think the name of the pub, but we will be there. It's at the Pavilion, the-, the Pavilion End Pub. We will be at the Pavilion, cheering on, rooting on all of the, the, the our, our, our Jag fans across the pond. So that'll be fun. That's always fun. I'm looking forward to some other stuff. I got a Thursday night event with military families. Uh, so that should be great. I got to get suited and booted. I got a fresh suit ready for that. Um, and I'm ready for, for the game. You know, ready to see see the Falcons, ready to see Bijan in person. He's a great player. He's showing that he has a lot of potential. 
so yeah, looking forward to the London trip. The always bespoke Fred Taylor joining us on Countdown to Kickoff. We'll talk to you again next week. Looking forward to it, JP. See you in a minute. All of those conversations coming Saturday on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. Subscribe on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. You likely are now if you're listening, and we appreciate it. We love the feedback, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. We have arrived at week three, the Houston Texans at 0-2, the Jacksonville Jaguars at 1-1. We're on the air in Jacksonville at 10 o'clock with the Publix Tailgate Show on 1010XL. Then at noon, it's countdown to kickoff on the Jaguars radio network. The official kickoff time is 1-0-2 at Everbank Stadium. Thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars broadcast week in review podcast presented by Everbank.